Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Welcome on in. This is episode 15 and we are talking today about the five fears that are keeping you completely stuck. Have you ever felt stuck in your career? Have you ever felt trapped? Have you ever felt like you don't have the direction that you need? This is the episode for you. Absolutely, it is. My name is Rebecca Allen and I am a career success coach for professional women working in corporate roles and I absolutely love what I do. Not just podcasting, I absolutely love podcasting. But I absolutely love coaching. I do leadership coaching, career coaching, uh, personal branding coaching, all those good things. And it's all about getting that credibility and building that visibility in your workplace so that the people who have the power to help you move forwards in your career can help you do that. So listen on in. We're going to be talking about a whole heap of different things today. And mindset is absolutely one of those factors. It's such a crucial factor. It's one of those things that pervades everything we do. And if we have a kind of a growth mindset where we're sort of, you know, really pushing ourselves forwards and we're seeing ourselves as capable and we're seeing ourselves as, you know, um, able to solve any problem, that is essentially a growth mindset. But if we're sort of saying that we are stuck, we can't change things, um, we can't, um, you know, improve our situation, then that is absolutely the opposite. And some people would say that that was much more of a closed or a fixed mindset. But I'm not going to be talking about that immediately. I really wanted to talk to you first about an experience that I have been having because it's not often that I get really, really stuck into a TV show. But I really, really wanted to share with you today my experience of watching The Block here in Australia. I have been absolutely hooked. It's been a 12-week show. I'll explain just in case you don't know what the block is, where essentially they get five couples together. Some of the couples are um, siblings, some of those couples are friends, some of those couples are actual, you know, kind of romantic couples. And they all have to start from scratch and build and design or design first and then build a house. And then they have to sell it at auction all on the same day. And the thing that's been really fascinating about this series, I've actually watched it year on year. I absolutely love it. And I get lots and lots of inspiration watching the program. I love watching them build something from nothing. It's just incredible. And the thing that's been really interesting about this episode, uh, this um, series, sorry, is that they've had a mixture of people who are novices, people who've never had any experience whatsoever building a house before. And then there are people who are real design experts and real kind of building and and plasterers and people who have real genuine experience. And I've just absolutely loved watching every single week as they have revealed a room every single week or maybe two rooms, you know, it might be a laundry, it might be a bedroom, it might be the garage, which sounds really uninteresting, a garage, but oh my goodness, you can do some phenomenal things with a garage if you actually have any design um, house whatsoever. Um, you know, they've done an outside room, which is kind of, you know, a pool room and a deck and all this kind of stuff. So it's been absolutely 
fantastic watching it. And there's been so much drama, so many tears, so much stress, arguments, you know, um, cheating accusations, you count it, you, you kind of name it, it's there. It's been in the show. And, you know, there've been a lot of late, late nights where they've been painting till 5am and then getting up at 9am and having to start all again. So, you know, tensions have been high in this show, I would say that. Tensions have been high, the stress levels have been higher. And, you know, it's just been so wonderful. And they've just finished this just last week and um, all the houses went to auction. So it was just wonderful seeing all their hard work sort of come to something to see if they'd actually made a profit because they basically get the difference between the reserve on the house and then what, you know, the house actually goes for. They actually make that profit themselves. But what I really, really loved, which brings me to today's topic, what I really loved about the last week's episode is they interviewed all of the contestants just before they went to their auction. And they were talking about their experience of the last three months on this crazy show and sharing, you know, their learning, sharing the experience of being part of a reality TV show and being under extraordinary pressure really to deliver every single day and to have the energy and the you know the passion to kind of deliver every single day and they were talking about the learnings that they'd had on the show and I found this really really fascinating because there was a pretty much I think it was every team mentioned the fact that they were just so proud of what they'd achieved and the whole sort of process had just really shown them what they were really really capable of. And it's not often in life that you have those situations that are so stretching, that are so awesome in their kind of ability to see you out of your comfort zone, that you have that experience of just really, really learning a deep amount about yourself and what you're really, really capable of achieving. And I think that's really interesting, right? That's a really interesting thing for us as a viewer also. Um, because that's the reality. The reality is, is if we want an incredible outcome, if we want an incredible outcome in our life, in our career, in our relationships, um, whatever it might be, your health, you know, it requires hard work. It requires an extraordinary amount of hard work. It, it, require, it requires us to get over ourselves. It requires us to get over our fears of not being good enough and um, not being ready enough. So I think it's really, really interesting. You know, I hate this concept of hacks. You know, you see it all over the internet now. It's like 10 career hacks to do X, Y, and Z, four hacks to save your marriage. I'm really sorry, but if you want to build an incredible career, if you want to build a beautiful relationship, hacks are not the place to go. We don't want quick fixes with these things. Things that really matter in life require hard work. They require a huge amount of effort continuously. I mean, I'm sure you'd agree with this. And they require you to get over your own fears of what could or could not happen about that thing. So listen, I wanted to ask you a question. Are you completely happy right now in your career? Because we're here to talk about career, okay? I could talk about relationships. I could talk about our pets. I could talk about houses and home renovations forever as well. But I'm here today to talk about career. And I want to ask you if you're completely happy in your career right now. Are you happy? Are you satisfied with how things are? Are you satisfied with what you're achieving and the impact that you're making? Are you satisfied with the ability that you have to change decision making? Are you satisfied with the ability, with your ability to 
add to the discussion, to share your expertise? Are you satisfied with the recognition you're getting right now or the remuneration you're getting right now? Or maybe the opportunities that you can see for your career ahead of you? It's a really simple question, but I find that a lot of people find it quite challenging to answer that question. And sometimes it can be a right out, nope, nope, I'm not satisfied whatsoever. Everything's wrong. (laughs) Sometimes there's a little bit of, you know, well, some of it's working really well and some of it's really not. And some of it's, you know, sometimes people say, yeah, I'm absolutely completely satisfied. But I just want you to just take a stock moment right now. If you're listening to me on your run, if you're listening to me in the car or you're listening to me on the way home, I want you just to have a think about how satisfied you are with where things are in your career right now. Because in my experience, I see a lot of dissatisfaction in our work, in the work that we're doing, in the recognition that we're getting. A lot of women who I speak with, a lot of women who come to talk with me in my career coaching courses and in my one-on-one training, they say to me, look, Rebecca, I have just been coasting. I have not been delivering the real genuine deep outcomes I want to be delivering. I've just been doing something kind of mediocre. The role's pretty mediocre. You know, I don't really like my team. I don't really like my boss particularly. And this kind of feeling of just constantly feeling unrecognized comes up so many times. It's not funny. Um, This idea of feeling overwhelmed and just having so much work to do and too many things to do and too many people to manage is also a really kind of common one. And another, you know, really common one that I've heard lately, and I think it's probably pandemic related or exacerbated, is that idea of just feeling sort of invisible. A lot of people are not feeling connected to their teams and their bosses. And some people have managers in, you know, overseas countries and they're feeling like, you know, they're working very, very hard, but nobody seems to know about what it is they're actually doing and how they're making an impact. So how can I be uh, more visible? How can I be more credible? So if you are feeling that pain of feeling overlooked, if you are feeling that pain of that lack of recognition and sort of real stretching opportunities coming your way that are really giving yourself an opportunity to shine. The chances are you'll know that, right? You'll know that in your guts. It always shows up in your guts. Have you noticed that? Like it shows up in your guts or maybe in your chest. It's kind of tight in your chest. So you've either got like that churning feeling in your stomach when you think about work or you've got that tight feeling across your chest or maybe in your jaw. It kind of manifests in different ways for different people. And I think a lot of women, you know, there's a concern that, you know, we're like, we're, I don't know, missing out somehow. Like we've got this huge potential and we just feel like it's being wasted. Like we may have gone to university and got incredible degrees. We may have got PhDs and we just feel like we could do more. We could give more. We could make more of an impact, um, do something that's sort of more meaningful. These sort of things come up all day long. And I think the reality is, is if you're feeling in any way like that, that is no fun. It's no fun at all. And I want you to ask yourself right now, today, I want you to ask that bigger question about what you really, really want from your career. Again, it's a really simple sounding question, but I know that it can be quite challenging to answer that. What do you really, really want? What do you want next? What's the next step? What's the next thing that's going to help you stretch? What's the next thing that's going to give you what you actually want? And maybe, just maybe, maybe it's time to put in that phenomenal effort that is needed 
to change things around, to shift things up, to say this is not okay. This mediocre kind of situation I'm finding myself in is just not okay. I deserve a lot better than that. I deserve so much better than that. And I think often what we find in the coaching world is that there will be a fear. There will be a fear that is coming up for you that is stopping you from taking that step. We make excuses all day long to stop us from doing it. It's the wrong, it's the wrong time, for example. You know, I've got young kids. It's the wrong time to make this shift. Um, you know, we come up with kind of excuses all day long as to why things are as they are. But like I said, like the block idea, right? People just taking huge seismic action to see what they're really capable of, what they can really achieve so they can feel that sense of pride. I want that for you. I want that for you in your career. I really, really do. That's what I kind of live for. That's what I dream about. It's what keeps me up at night. It's what I want for you. And I'm going to share with you some of these fears. There are like five of these fears that come up repeatedly, repeatedly, time and time again. And if any of these fears is coming up for you, the chances are it's what's blocking you from moving forwards and from taking that big seismic action to create that pride and excitement again about your career. Okay, so let's talk about these. I'm going to talk about them, just give you a snapshot first, and then we'll talk about them in a bit more depth after, because I think it's a lot to take in. (laughs) And it's not like you talk about what you're running under the surface very often. Like our beliefs are very much an under the surface thing. So let's get into it. So the first one, the first one is I'm just not good enough. Okay. And this one is an overarching belief that actually covers a multitude of other beliefs. But I'm not good enough is, you know, responsible for a lot of people just not getting out of bed and not taking the action. Okay. I'm not good enough. That's it. That's the reason I can't do this. That's the reason I'm not going to get the result. I'm just not good enough, which implies I'll never be good enough. Did you hear the all or nothing part of that statement then? I'll never be good enough. I'm not good enough. If we're saying things like this to ourselves, we are convincing ourselves that we will never have it in us to move forwards and to take that action and to claim what is ours. A second one that I think is really, really important to talk about today is this idea that I'm not ready yet. So I'm not ready yet is what I call a when I, then I'll kind of belief. So it's the idea that when I have my PhD, then I'll be credible, but not before, not even a second before, I won't be credible until I've got that thing. And what we tend to do is we tend to create more and more excuses as to why we're not ready yet. So when I get this, then I'll be able to do that. And then you achieve it. And then you say, oh, but when I do that now, then that's when I'll be really credible and really be taken seriously. So maybe that's one of yours. Maybe you've got one of those. I'm not ready yet. You don't deserve the opportunity. Maybe you're running that one. I just don't deserve this opportunity. I'm not worthy of the opportunity. And the last one I wanted to talk about was the idea that other people can be successful but not me. So you're kind of making this constant comparison and you're constantly saying to yourself that, look, other people in the world can do this, but it's never going to be an option for me. So hopefully there was a bit of a eureka moment just listening to those fears just then as to what you might be running. It's a pattern that you might be running, okay? 
And I want you to start thinking about which one of those, or it might be one or two of those, is really currently causing you grief. Which is the thing in there that is stopping you from really taking that seismic action to enjoy more from your career, to enjoy more of the opportunities available in your career. I think we often feel stuck. We often feel trapped. We often feel overwhelmed. And therefore, we do nothing. And we have inertia. And we stay in roles that really, really are not good enough for us. And if that's you, then you need to listen up, okay? Because that's a worth thing. <laughs> and we need to shift that. That's just not helping you one jot, all right? So let's talk a little bit about all of those five um, in a bit more detail. There's a little bit of interconnection between them and all that kind of thing. But hopefully, these are kind of the most common ones that come up. And hopefully, you'll be able to see yourself in one of them. So I'm not good enough. So remember I was talking about not good enough. I'm not good enough implies that I am never good enough. Okay. It's kind of like this all encompassing fear that I'm just not up to it. I'm just not going to get there. And I think if you listen to that, you will never, ever, ever experience what you're truly capable of. You will never, ever get a taste of what you are truly capable of and what you can really do and to see yourself doing things that you can really do well. And isn't it the case that when you do things really, really well, when you kind of just feel in flow and when you just kind of feel on top of your game and you're feeling really resourceful, that's when you get confidence. That's when you build self-worth. And that's when you kind of get the best out of you. And if you've got that belief under the surface, I'm not good enough, you need to absolutely address it. A second one that I think is really, really important is that concept of, I'm just not ready yet. So it's this constant excuse that you're not going to be ready to present yourself in this particular way. You're not going to be ready for that role. You know, the countless number of times, actually, I have worked with ladies who have come to me and they said, look, I've been offered this promotion, but I'm not ready yet. I don't know what they think I can do. They're obviously seeing something that I can't see, but there is no way I'm ready for that role yet. I'm going to let you into a little secret you shouldn't be moving into any role unless it's going to stretch you. Every single role that you take on should be stretching you. Otherwise, there's no point in doing it. It's just doing more of the same thing or doing, you know, something that's boring or something that you've done before. There is no, you know, value in doing that whatsoever. So I strongly urge you if you're saying, I'm not ready yet. I'm not going to be ready. When I have the, you know, the next degree, then I'll be um, ready. If you're saying those sorts of things to you, then, you know, just stop. Just stop yourself from talking yourself out of the best opportunity that could have happened to you in your lifetime. Have you ever thought of it like that, that it could be the best opportunity you're giving away right now? <laughs> so, you know, that is an absolutely key one. And if it's one of yours, it needs addressing. The fourth one I wanted to talk about was that idea of, I just don't deserve this. I don't deserve this opportunity. So this can come up in so many different shapes and sizes. You know, it's a worth question. I don't deserve the opportunity. And, you know, I've seen this come up in lots of different shapes and sizes. Um, I re recall working with a lady um, in one of the banks here in Australia, and she had been promoted and she was extremely bright and obviously very, very valuable member of the team. And she said to me, Rebecca, I just feel like the only reason I've been promoted is because I'm a woman. And they have this, you know, quota to promote more women. So even though she was extremely clever, even though she was adding huge value to the team, into the organization, 
She was doubting whether or not she was ready enough, deserving enough, whether or not, um, you know, she was good enough, essentially, and deserving enough of the role. She was basically saying, they're just doing it because I'm a woman. It's got nothing to do with my competency and my skill set. We have to call ourselves out on these kinds of beliefs. They don't serve us one jot. So again, listen out if you're asking, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not ready. I'm not deserving of this opportunity. They are all interlinked. And then that last one I wanted to share is maybe my favorite one. That kind of idea where we say, look, other people deserve all this success, but I just don't. I just don't. I'm going to be a victim for the rest of my life. And that's essentially what we're saying here when we say this kind of belief, okay? I um, see other people being able to do this no problem, but for me, it's going to be too hard. I'm not going to make it happen. It's not going to work. So again, it's a bit of a worth, self-worth kind of challenge that we're giving ourselves. So like I say, over the last 13 years of career and leadership coaching, I have seen it all. I have, I really have seen it all. And these five beliefs come up time and time again. They are fears. They are just concerns that are stopping you from taking that action. That's all they are. And they're just a thought that you have created in your own head as to what, you know, reality actually looks like for you right now. They're not truths. They are not true reality. They are just a thought. And a thought can be changed in the blink of an eye if you want to. And I want to say, you know, look, it's completely in your power to change these beliefs. It's completely and utterly in your power. All you have to do is to start challenging the initial thought and looking for holes to the contrary of that belief. So, for example, the lady who was saying to me, um, look, the only reason I've been promoted is because they want to fulfill this female, you know, diversity quota. If she sat down with a piece of paper and she just sort of said, okay, what's the counter opposite of that belief? to give me the evidence I need to support my um, positive belief that I'm ready, that I'm, you know, I'm worthy of this opportunity and I'm going to be a great candidate for this role. You just have to literally write down all the evidence to the contrary of the fear. That's a great starting point to get you moving forwards. So listen, you know, if you want to land a dream opportunity, you have to make that happen. You have to push through your own self-imposed fears and make it happen, make it a reality. If you want to get promoted, if you want to savor that genuine recognition and what that feels like that you so want, that you so deserve after all of this, you know, work that you've been putting in, then it's time, high time that we pushed ourselves out of our boundaries and we started to see what we were really, really capable of. Because when we start to see what we're really, really capable of, like those block contestants, you know, it's just amazing how proud we can be of ourselves when we just see what else is there that I could do. How else could I shine? How else could I add value? How else could I move the needle on this business and this organization that I work for and start, you know, really sort of celebrating my life, my success, my career? So, listen, I am here for you. As you know, I'm a career coach with a lot of experience. And I really only specialize in working with women because I really enjoy working with women. We women have unique challenges, 100% we do, but we are so capable. We are so intelligent. We have everything we need. That competency is all there. Those incredible skills in decision-making and risk assessment in leadership and emotional intelligence. These are all huge skills that we all have in abundance. And if you just have a little bit of fear and doubt that is stopping you 
from really allowing yourself to shine and let rip and just really show yourself and the world what you can do, I would love to speak with you. I would love to speak with you because I love working with women who are committed to their own progress and to their own success. So listen, I am going to be giving you a gift in today's podcast. It is called The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted. And in this document, there is so much value. There's just so many secrets and tips that I have gleaned over the years from coaching professional women just like you to help them get promoted. And there are seven really cool key actions that you can be taking and you just copy the actions and you'll start getting that traction that you want in your career. So head to the show notes and make sure you get your copy. It has absolutely been a pleasure as ever. I love coming in, speaking with you every week. And I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. You have a great week and remember constantly to be putting yourself and your needs first, to be seeking out only the best, best outcomes for you in your life and career. I'll see you soon. 